Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm your host, Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for people who want to create their own opportunities and income by leveraging their ideas, talents, and skills. And it goes down here every single week with inspiring interviews with amazing creative entrepreneurs from a variety of different backgrounds. And then I jump on the mic for solo episodes where I share bits and pieces of my own journey, as well as actionable strategies that you can try out for yourself as well. And just a heads up, I have a brand new resource for you. It's called the Find Your Genius Zone Guide. So if you are stuck trying to figure out what skills or talents you have that you could monetize or what exactly you're expert enough to teach someone else, I've created the perfect resource for you. Inside the Genius Zone Guide, you will find exercises that will help you pinpoint where your natural talents lie, who your ideal client is, and what your MVP product, so your MVP product being your minimum viable product, what that should be. So if you'd like a copy, then I encourage you to send a text message to 345-345 with the word brilliance. So again, to get a copy, you need to text brilliance to the phone number 345-345. Also, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a day planner with vision, encompassing everything you need to successfully achieve your goals. It seamlessly blends goal setting, a vision board, planning your day-to-day, and monthly review to help you get from idea to done. So to learn more about the Visionary Journal, you can visit visionaryjournal.co. All righty party people, now that we have gotten all of those formalities out of the way, let's talk about today's episode because I have another amazing guest on tap for you talking about a subject that I get lots of questions about. So as always, I like to go to a person who is really expert in this and get their feedback and their insight because that's how we all learn. So today I have Nashe Snow. Nashe is a designer, maker, and podcaster. And through the years, she sold her handmade goods via Etsy, Shopify, and at farmer's markets, all while having a full-time job. And she still is holding down that full-time job. She also loves to blog, teach, and make videos. Her website, nashesnow.com, is a resource that helps crafters, makers, and creators pursue their passion by arming them with the best advice about productivity, journaling, and running a creative business so that they can effectively accomplish their dream. And I have Nashe on as a guest today because she's really great at managing her life in a way that she makes time for not just her full-time job, but also her passion work, her creative work, her crafts. And she even has a podcast, Studio 78, and she's doing this all while maintaining a pretty strenuous full-time job. So obviously she's the perfect person to talk about how do you organize your life in such a way that you can make time for your passions, whether it's crafting or podcasting or filming YouTube videos or reading, whatever it is, how do you find time in the margins to fit all of this stuff into a really busy life? And so that's what we talked about today on this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. And Nashe really digs into what it's like for her to work a full-time job and thinking about her hours in a really realistic way. And I like how she talks about 
the outside hours. Like she calls those her fringe hours and being really clear on what her fringe hours are so that she's not only making time for her passionate work, but she's also making sure that she gets enough sleep so she can be effective at her full-time job. So if you're ready, grab a pen and a notebook and let's dive in. Hey, Nishay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Same, same. And you guys, for full disclosure, we have been talking for the better part of like two hours. <laughs> we were supposed to start recording this two hours ago. And it, yeah, we're just getting to it now. We're having such a good conversation, but I have to go but pick up my yeah, son from school some, soon. <laughs> some action. We got some action plans, you guys. I mean, we are, I mean, we are holding each other accountable. <laughs> we are. And you know how I feel about taking action. So it's so good. And this is why I always encourage people like to find people that you connect with and like, just have conversations with people. It doesn't have to even be anything serious or big or any ask. Like, I just love connecting with people. And it's always the best interviews when I have, like, a natural conversation with people. And clearly, after talking for two hours, we are having very natural conversations. <laughs> <laughs> and I think our connection is a perfect example of uh, why conferences can be beneficial. Because we uh, were able to sort of connect at Craftcation. And, you know, I almost didn't go to that conference and I am so glad I did because I was able to meet amazing people like you. I'm like, these are my people. But I feel like that just goes to show when you invest in yourself and you find like the right conferences or courses or whatever to invest in, you can make connections that um, will benefit like, you know, both parties and you guys could learn and grow from each other. So, you know, never count out. Like I feel like those type of opportunities. Yes, yes, yes. I agree 100%. You know, fun fact, I don't even think I told, I told you this, but to piggyback on what you said, making connections at conferences and then even connections that you've already had with people going into a conference. So there's a woman that's in my community. She's in Star Chasers United. Um, Sabrina, and she actually found me through Craftcation like beforehand and connected with me and joined my community. And we were sitting at dinner the second night of Craftcation. And she was like, did you meet Nashe? And I was like, nope, I don't know who that is. And she was like, she's a podcaster too. She was like, I want to introduce you guys. And she turned around. She's like, well, she left. But if you look her up and you see her, like you should connect with her. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then that's why I sent you the the message on Instagram. I was like, we should connect before it happens. But we didn't really get to connect because connect, I had to leave so quickly from Craftcation. But the point still stands. Like, there's always opportunities to find people who you can connect with and, and help and you can grow together. And I think it, so I mean, great. it is, right? That's why I'm like, we kind of connected but didn't connect. But still, the conference is what, like, brought us together. And, yeah, I just thought that was so amazing. And I met so many amazing women there. Like, like this one girl who I recently had on the podcast. Like, I'm, we were just, like, talking regular. And then come to find out, she has, like, this amazing skincare line she's been in like anthropology before she's got stuff all over the u.s and i'm like oh wow look i'm like you're like a superstar (laughs) 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 but it was just to me so amazing connecting with so many women doing amazing things and i have a good friend in florida named Don and she has this saying um, that iron sharpens iron 
and the the people that you keep mm-hmm. around you, you want people that inspire you and push you to be greater. And I feel like, you know, I already have like a, a network of women that I've, I've met over the years, but Craftcation just helped me to expand that network and meet more amazing women and really get inspired. Like, let me get on my stuff. Let me, you know, let me step it up, which was great. Um, so yeah, but anywho, long story, I'm glad that we were able to to connect. Same, same. And you guys, I talked about Craftcation a few episodes back. Seriously, if you're not on their mailing list, get on it so that you will know when tickets go on sale because they sell out and you need to go to Craftcation. It's just, if you like to create things, yeah, it's the best thing ever. It's like, it's a conference, but it's really low pressure. There's not a lot of, there's like no pretentiousness. No. Like everybody was nice. You don't even have to get super fancily dressed because we're expecting you to do crafts. (laughs) So it was just, it was such a delightful time. Like really, really, really. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I've gone to like a lot of conferences over the years and sometimes people are already in their cliques or, you know, and then you you never Mm -hmm. feel like you can really connect with people. But not here. I would be like sitting, eating breakfast at the hotel and all of a sudden I have like two strangers sitting with me they're like hey can i eat with you yeah come on over and before you know it we have this whole party exactly talking you know what i'm saying it was just that kind of like um kind of family style feel which is why i feel like it's a little bit different from like the normal conference you go to yeah where you kind of feel like Mm -hmm. alone sometimes a little bit and it's harder to connect with people but not at this conference yeah yeah I I agree 100%. So that's your action tip. The (laughs) first one. Get on the mailing list for Craftcation. I'm going to be there next year and you need to be there too. Okay. So this is, we we talked about how you and I met, but let's go back a little bit and start at the top. Can you give us a bit of your background? Tell us how you got started, what you do, like the whole night. Yeah. Well, let's see how far back I should go. I'll go back, not too far ago, just uh, I'll go back to maybe, ooh, maybe 15 years ago when I got into the online space. Um, And at that time, I was looking for a creative outlet and possibly um, some type of way of making extra change. And so since I'm 6'1", I decided to start a tall blog. And uh, at that time, the the community of tall bloggers was really small. So it was great because we were all connecting with each other. But that's how I learned like, oh, you can make money and get free stuff. (laughs) And so uh, tall brands would send me clothes that I could then like put onto the blog. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, these jeans are like $100 and they're sending them to me. And so... (laughs) um, I was um, able to learn more about affiliate marketing too, because um, I would, let's see, at that time I was probably signed up for, I forgot what was out at the time, but over the years I did like shop style. Um, I did a little bit of Amazon. Amazon wasn't big then, but whatever the affiliate programs were out there. 
And so to me, that just introduced me to this whole online world. And then just through the years, I've, I'm a very multi-passionate person. You guys, I'm addicted <laughs> to starting businesses. And I've always done this as a side hustle, too, I want to put out there. Always nights and weekends. But I've done things after the tall look. I freelanced web and graphic design, which was very lucrative. At some point, I tried to sell handmade uh, handbags. That was a total flop. Um, <laughs> it was because the, the time it, I tried to get my mom involved too. And that's when I learned about it has to make sense for your brand because I, I was trying to sell them via the tall blog. And then people would ask like, why are you selling handbags? And this is a tall website. Cause really they just wanted tall clothing, right? Like, so they didn't see the connection mm -hmm. of the two. And I feel like that's when I started to learn like, okay, whatever you're selling needs to make sense for whatever brand you're connecting it with. So that was like a good lesson to learn. Um, so did that for a little bit. Um, and I also sewed, um, light switch plates for a little bit that were, um, uh, laser cut and a lesson learned from that business, um, which was doing very well is I was dependent on a local place to make them that had like these $20,000 lasers and the place went out of business. And so when they went out of business, it was like, uh, so I don't have the money to buy a $20,000 machine. And at the time they went bankrupt. Um, some of you out there might have heard of Glowforge, which is a desktop laser cutter and Kickstarter. They, I think their Kickstarter was live, but I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to spend 3000, even though that's cheaper than 20,000 on a machine that I don't even know will be comparable to what I'm used to. Right. And so I had to kind of like let that business sit a little bit. Um, and then also within that time, I did a uh, find a fashion truck and start a fashion truck site and a podcast. And it was all about mobile boutiques. And uh, we actually did pretty good. I had a partner with that. And that was that was doing great. Um, but uh, even though I was excited about it, uh, something told me like, oh, my goodness, I want to do something. Um, that isn't as niched as that and going a little bit of a different direction. Um, and so kind of put that on the back burner for a little bit. And two years ago, that's when I started what I have now, which is nishaysnow.com and the Studio 78 podcast. And then I have a product, the Life Cleanse Journal, that helps people um, kind of figure out like what they want to do and how to make time. And uh, and I've been going at that for um, and really just focusing on that for the last two years. Um, but as you can see, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Some have made me uh, several thousands of year and some have lost me money you know, during that year. <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad I did each one of those businesses because it taught me how to become a better business person. Like I've taken um, a little bit from each business and then I incorporate what I've learned into the next endeavor. And so I probably will forever be a serial entrepreneur, but, um, but yeah, but that's, that's kind of where I am now. All right. Well, I feel, I feel myself so much in your story because <laughs> I, I am definitely a business starter <laughs> and some have been better than the rest. 
I think when you are a true creative, like really in your heart and soul, creating is what you're supposed to do. It's hard not to create. Like you get these ideas and you see them and it's so great. Like you can just, you can make it happen. I think the harder part for people like us also is maintaining that enthusiasm and that momentum and trying to stay focused on that one thing because there's always this next right. thing. And you and I just <laughs> talked about that recently about being inconsistent marketers because we have so many ideas and we're ready to move on to the next thing. And we're going to, we're going to, um, <laughs> we have some ways that we're going to combat that. And if it works, we have to come back and like record another podcast about what we're doing to, to overcome this urge or this drive to constantly create and launch businesses and, and how we're working on like this better way instead but that we got to test it first and see if it works and then come back to it. This episode, we're going to be talking about how to make time for your passions. Because as Nashe mentioned, she has a full-time job. She's doing her side hustle in the nights and weekends like many of you are. But she's been able to do this in a way that she's thriving. She's building her business. She's building her following She's also being like contacted by other big businesses and sharing what she knows. And I thought, wow, she'd be the perfect person to have this conversation with because she's in the trenches and doing these things too. So to start off, um, what kind of like philosophy do you subscribe to when it comes to productivity and like getting things done? So my philosophy is there's nothing to it but to do it. (laughs) So I'll (laughs) even go back to when the fashion trucks, right? Literally, I a friend of mine was in grad school, did a thesis on fashion trucks. She told me about it. And I was like, what do you mean? There are these trucks, like food trucks, but fashion trucks and people drive around and they sell stuff in it. And I became obsessed with it. And so I told my girlfriend, I was like, oh, my God, there's these fashion trucks and they're amazing. And you know what? Maybe we should like build a community and bring them all together. And so they can become more popular. And she was like, uh, okay. And within like a weekend, boom, we were like up and running, right? For the most part. And then that next week we had like set up like all of our social and the website and this and that, and then just started this thing, right? We didn't wait until we had this huge business plan and all of this and that to get started. We just got started, you know, and it was the podcast, even though we don't do it anymore, we still have it up. It still gets thousands of downloads, right? We have still like over like 3000 people in our Facebook group, right? And this was something that we started within like a weekend, you know? And so my whole thing is like, (laughs) there's nothing to it, but to do it to me means do not wait forever to start on that idea because then you're just waiting for perfection, waiting for everything to be just right. You know, I'm not saying don't think through it, but just just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Just get it done. And that's what we're about here at Pimp Your Brilliance. Um, and that's one of like the things that I always rally people around it's like just get started like pick a pick a direction it doesn't have to be the perfect direction it doesn't have to be like plant to the nines like just pick a direction and start heading that direction and you'll know very quickly if you're not on track and you will just adjust and you'll go a new direction but this whole sitting and waiting 
for the perfect timing or waiting for the perfect opportunity, it's wasting a lot mm-hmm. of time. And when you're starting out, the biggest thing is getting started quickly, failing fast yes. so you can figure out what doesn't work and you can stop doing Correct. that thing. But when you wait for perfection, you don't give yourself that time to have trial and error and figure out like, does this thing not work and move on? Like you, you waste a lot mm-hmm. of time. Yes wholeheartedly agree (laughs) (laughs) all right so as far as productivity goes let's talk about some common productivity mistakes so you being someone who works full-time um i'm sure you've figured out like what really works for you when it comes to productivity but what doesn't work what are things that you notice people are doing that's just it's flat out (laughs) of fail it's not working and they need to do better um yeah so there's a couple things uh list for list sakes Oh, everybody loves a good list of things to do, man. We could just go on with our list for days. I need to do this, 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 and that. But a list is nothing unless you know how to prioritize it. Like, I love a good list, too. But, like, I have a thing where even though I have, like, a list of things to do, I know at least for that day, you know, I'll look at that list and I'll um, choose my top three things. And that's what I'll focus on. And then anything after that is like cake. I always tell people, then that's like, ooh, great. I'm like really productive today, right? But my thing is like, just don't have lists to have lists, right? Like make sure there is a purpose to them and make sure you figure out some way to like prioritize them. Um, also I feel like another mistake that people have is not knowing where their time is going. And so like an exercise I always have people do, which they hate is tracking their time. You know, I had a successful business owner, like when I was trying to determine where to, um, put my time for the different businesses. Cause all those businesses I named, some of them overlapped with each other. And so you can get burned out really quick, especially if you have a nine to five job. So you need to figure out like where your time is going. So, I mean, that means tracking everything from how many hours you sleep, How long does it take you to get up in the morning? You know, if you're at work, uh, you know, how long are you at work? How long are you in traffic? Um, How long, you know, how much TV do you watch every night? Do you play games, you know, like Fortnite or something? Like how many hours a week are you playing those games? Like down to the minute you you should track it. And they have like apps like... um, I think it's called like ding.io um, that'll help you do that. But you could also just do it with pen and paper and do it for like a week or two and just be yourself. Don't try to be like super productive now that you're tracking yourself. <laughs> like just be your normal self. And then I feel like from that, you can really look at where your time is going. Like, is it going to your hobbies? Is it going to your side hustle? It, you know, where is it going? Is it going to your family? Is it going, where is it going? And then from there, cause I mean, I'm like, you should even track when you go to the grocery store, how long it takes you to go to the grocery store. If you meal plan, how long it takes you to meal plan. And then from there, you can see where you can tighten up things like, Ooh, I was like on social media, 20 minutes, you know, on Sunday when really I could have been doing whatever it might be. And so, um, so I feel like once people have like a good understanding of that, like they're more aware of how, um, more efficiently they, they could spend their time. 
Okay, that makes a lot of sense, uh, especially the time tracking, because <laughs> uh, you're right. Nobody likes to do that. And uh, if this is something that you're interested in, there are some apps. I think I know you named one, but one of the ones that comes to mind is Rescue Ooh, Time. Yes. Is on your that tracks your browser history, so you know how long you're spending on certain sites. So I'll add that to the show notes. But definitely, time tracking can help. It, it lets you see patterns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I always do. I always do one. I have like a blog post about this. That's a uh, how much time do you really have to dedicate to your goals? And it, it goes into some of the stuff that you said, just making people aware when you say you have you're going to work these certain hours after you get finished with your site, um, your nine to five, sometimes people are planning for things during their commute when they actually have to drive. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a commute on a train. You can't do work during that time right. of driving or they're planning for times where maybe their kids have soccer practice. Well, depending on how that's set up, you might not be able to work during mm-hmm. that. So a lot of times we are not really super realistic about the time that we have and we're just assuming like, oh, from 12 to two, I can do this thing, but maybe you can't start at 12. Maybe it has to start at 1220. So I think that is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, you know, when you realize where your time is going, like, for example, for me, I am in like a ridiculous amount of traffic every day. And I used to always listen to the radio and I was like, this is kind of a waste of my time. So initially I tried to learn a language fail. That did not work. (laughs) But what did work was um, podcasts and Audible, right? Um, Because because of my schedule, I never really have time, which is sad, to read a physical book. But because of Audible and because I'm in traffic, I was like, well, you know what? I'll just listen to my books now. And then I'll absorb all of my favorite podcasts during this time. So at least even though I'm sitting in traffic, like I am at least working towards like my educational goals, right? You know, teaching myself during this time that would otherwise be wasted. So it's like thinking of things like that. And the only other thing I want to say about uh, that too is Make sure that you are getting sleep <laughs> when you okay <laughs> because for years with all these other side hustles, um, I because some of these side hustles I did because I actually like especially in the beginning stages I needed that extra money right <laughs> like and so when you have that hunger you're like I got to pay off this debt I got to do this I got to do that like all your time is working. And I, a friend one year gave me a Fitbit and I realized I was getting like four hours of sleep. Like for years, I was probably getting Mm. only four hours of sleep. But to me, it, I just didn't even notice it. I was just still on autopilot, but I was like, oh my God, this can't, this can't be healthy, right? I'm probably introducing mistakes in this Mm -hmm. stuff. Like I'm not going to be my sharpest if I'm still up at 12 o'clock and I have to get up at 5.30, you know what I'm saying? Like, or still up at one or whatever. And so, you know, I just want to tell people like, when it comes to tracking your time, track your sleep too, and make sure you're getting enough sleep and then um, take that into account. Because I tell people, my fringe hours are between seven and 10, like every night, you know, so that gives me enough time to eat when I get home and to be in bed ish, by 10 ish, right? 
And then Saturdays and Sundays, I also have time to do what I need to do. So like, just really look at where your time is going and how best you can spend it and make sure, make sure, make sure you're getting that sleep. <laughs> All right. So for you, let's kind of dive into the meat and potatoes, because this is what everybody wants to know about organizing your life to make time for your passion. So you being a multi-passionate person and having all of these things to do, what does that look like for you? Like, How are you organizing your life to make sure that you have time to not only work, but, and, you know, tend to your family things, but also create? Mm. So kind of went into a little bit of just like knowing what your fringe hours are. Um, but I am, so I'm a paper planner. I'm a big time bullet journaler. And for people who don't know what a bullet journal is, definitely Google it. But essentially it's like where you, and this is not for everyone. (laughs) That's why they probably should get your planner (laughs) because most people are like, I am not drawing anything. That's why bullet journaling is not for me. It looks cool on paper, but I'm just like, I don't have time to draw out a calendar every single month. No, no, you lost me there. And then I'm like a crazy kind of perfectionist person. So if I drew a line wrong, I would be trying to erase or pull things out. It just, it activates so many things for me. So no, <laughs> bullet journals it are no for me. It is not for everyone. And, and, and most people, are, and, and it's weird because people fall under two camps. They're like a planner person or like maybe a bullet journal person. And I probably fall under the bullet journal only because I like drawing and hand lettering. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like writing in little notebooks like I'm just kind of a nerd like that right and so (laughs) in order to plan out my time I do draw my little calendars in my little weekly spreads and I make myself little stickers um but I have this you know paper essentially it's a paper planner right that I um like schedule out all my time. So I look at like, when are my doctor's appointments? When am I going to be at work? Uh, when am I going to be out with friends? What days do I want to record podcasts? What days do I want to edit my podcast? But I use that paper planner right now in order to figure all of that out. So my thing is like, whatever works for you have some kind of planner. And I'm a, I'm, maybe I'm a little biased, but I really do think it should be some type of paper planner. And then once you have your planner, however that might look, then you should um, put some of the um, the key things you need to remember into a digital calendar. And so I use an app on the iPhone called Calendar 5. And like my Google Calendar syncs into it, my Apple Calendar, all of that. And I just love it because it also lets me do um, list in there where I could do like, you know, a little list um, and then have them in different categories like home, work and so forth. And and anywho, from there, I just really look at, okay, when do I have the capacity to work on my side hustle? So for example, right now, Um, We're recording this on a Friday because I'm off every other Friday of work. So I know on Fridays, I have that open to edit podcasts and also record podcasts and create content. So my mornings are dedicated. My Saturday mornings and the Fridays that I'm off, those mornings are dedicated to Nishay Snow, the podcast, getting the podcast out there 
all of those activities. If I need to do a, like a newsletter or something like that, then I have to think through, um, okay, when do I have time in the next week or two to do that? So even in our earlier conversation, now that I have all these to-do lists, (laughs) 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 things for my to-do list, (laughs) you know, I, you know, I'm going to take Sunday, for example, I know I have a brunch with a girlfriend. So as soon as I wake up, and this is, I think really key for people, when you wake up naturally on the weekend, don't roll over. Don't turn on the TV. What I do is I say, just get up. So I just get up. I walk downstairs, make me a cup of tea, and I just go straight to my desk and start working. <laughs> because I, my body, because of um, having to get up early for work, I naturally get up about 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning, even if I don't want to, unless I'm like dog tired for something I I did the previous night. And so that means I can spend three, four hours just working constantly on whatever I need to work on. And then I have the rest of the day to, you know, spend with my husband, spend with my friends, spend with whoever, you know? And so, um, long story short, my thing is like, just make sure that once you know where your time is going, that you have some kind of calendar where you're planning things out and then make sure that that digital calendar that you transfer some of that information into puts reminders up for you. So when I get up on Sunday morning, like, you know, I'm going to have my phone, like remind me of what I need to do. Like, it'll say something like write the newsletter (laughs) or set up that website or, you know, whatever it is. So I know exactly what I need to do as soon as I get up. Ooh, that's super smart. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that as a, a note for myself. Cause I'm definitely that person that slogs through the morning on the weekends. And she's like, whatever, unless I wake up like 30 minutes before boot camp starts. In which case I'm like on this math dash to get ready <laughs> in 10 minutes to leave. But if, if I'm not doing boot camp, it's just like, whatever, whatever's, whatever's happening is whatever. Okay. So I think you already kind of mentioned this, but your favorite productivity tools being your bullet journal. And then I guess calendar five, is there anything else that you use to keep yourself on? Track? Yeah. So I also use, um, a co-schedule. And so co-schedule is like, um, Edgar, if people are more familiar with Edgar, where it'll send out um, social media posts for you. So basically, it it I use WordPress for my main website, and so when I put together a post, I uh, create the Facebook, you know, uh, uh, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I could do Instagram I, for some reason. I don't know why I don't really use Instagram for them. I think it's because right now. It'll generate the post, but I still have to hit the send button on it. So I'm like, I'll just do that myself. But even still, it'll do um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Pinterest. And so basically I set up for every post I create, post for all of those um, social media sites. And then um, I hit a button that says re And so basically it just 
recycles all of my content. So it looks like I'm posting all the time. It's not me. It's co-schedule. It's just like, <laughs> it's figuring out the best times to post. It's looking at which things have gotten like the most likes in the past. And it figures out like, oh, this should go out again in two months or maybe a month from now. And so uh, because I work, I can't post during a day. So I depend on um, co-schedule in order to do that for me. And then, I mean, Google Drive. I mean, I Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I love it. So enough said. If you do not do that, you should. All my processes in there, um, links that I love, anything that should be remembered or documented is somewhere on Google Docs or Google Sheets. It is in the drive. Um, When I'm like out and about and I just have random ideas pop up, I use my Apple Notes app for that. Now, somebody did tell me, and I haven't used it yet, that that Google has like a Google Notes or something like that. Um, I don't think I've downloaded it yet, Um, but I haven't tried it. So if you're a Google person, you might want to use that. But I just use Apple Notes. (laughs) It's super simple. I have article ideas in there because things, you know how things just pop in your head and you don't want to forget it. So I just use that to Mm -hmm. do that. And if for some reason I'm driving and I can't type it out, then I have um, an audio app that I use. Um, Apple has like the general audio app that you can use, but then um, there's another one. So there's voice memos and then there's capture audio. And basically I just record myself talking about whatever idea I have and then I'll just make sure to go back and listen to it. It's kind of funny because sometimes like even if my husband is with me, I'll be like, on today, March 15th, my husband said he would buy me a cupcake. <laughs> and then I'll play it back. <laughs> you, you can have some fun with it. But, but, you know, if you have like course ideas or book ideas or whatever, I feel like the audio app is a great way to just talk it out. And when you get home, re-listen to it, take notes, and then you could create actions based on that. So those are just um, a few of the things that I use, probably my most used things. (laughs) Now let's talk about energy management because you work nine to five, you're doing all these cool projects in the fringe and on the weekends. How do you protect your energy? Yeah. Um, That is a hard one, right? So, like, one thing that I don't do that I need to do, people, so it's like, do as I say, not as I do, is out. (laughs) Because I know working out would help with that, too, you know? It's just, like, helping you stay healthy, and then the healthier you are, like, the more energy you have in order to do things, even if you've been working an eight, nine-hour day, right? So, I mean, I did start taking yoga. So I do do yoga every two weeks. But, um, you know, for me, it's not overloading myself. So I know on on the weekdays after a really long day, I'm just mentally tired, even though I'm an extrovert. Um, I talk to a lot of people during the day and I deal with a lot, just a lot of things and challenges. And so when I get home, I'm a little, I'm a mentally tired. So I make sure that I have tasks 
that are manageable for where my brain is at that point, right? And if for some reason I get home and I am too tired, I forgive myself if I have to push those tasks to the next day. Um, And also the way I protect my energy is I make sure that I there's space in my schedule to do nothing. Like my husband talks about me on some weekends because some weekends, like I have like binge weekends, like binge Netflix and YouTube videos. And I don't do anything. I don't edit podcasts. I don't work on anything. You know, it's just, it's a lazy weekend. And to me, that's helping me recharge. Right. Um, And then also making sure I'm staying connected with others. Like, um, this weekend, like tonight, I'm going to Truckaroo, uh, which is like a food truck fest. Um, tomorrow, um, I'll probably have brunch with a friend. I'm just waiting for her to confirm. And then I have brunch with a friend again on a Sunday, right? But early on Saturday and Sunday morning, though, you betcha I am going to be editing podcasts and working on content, you know, but I'm still going out and having fun too. So it's like finding that, that balance. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And for those of you who want a quick tip about the exercising part, I think that's important. Uh, The thing that really worked for me was one, figuring out what exercise I actually like to do and that made me excited to do. And so I'm a huge advocate about don't do things at the gym you don't like. (laughs) If you don't like them, don't do it because you're not good. It's not sustainable. You're not going to make yourself do it when you're tired. But really lean into whatever you find that energizes you, makes you excited. I love a good spin class. I can spend every single day of the week and not get tired and be just as enthusiastic about it. So that's where I focus a lot of my workouts Um, and picking a time that works for you. For me, I don't mind getting up at five in the morning and going to the gym that early. That might not be for you. Find the time of day that works best and go do your fun thing at that time. Because then it feels like a treat. It feels like something you're looking forward to versus a punishment. So there's that. I'll get there. (laughs) You know, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Okay. Well, we're getting kind of towards the end and we need to wrap this up. So we want to do my favorite part of the show, which is the Pimp Your Brilliance Action Challenge. And for you, Nache, I want to know what are three quick ways we can better organize our time? Okay. Um, So what I have for you guys is figure out a system that works for you. Are you a planner person? Are you a bullet bullet journaler person? Are you uh, somebody who just loves to like live by your digital calendar? I don't know. Everybody is different, but pick a system and stick with it. Um, You know, Mm got to stick with it. The second thing is um, eat the frog. So I don't know where I picked up the saying from, but basically whatever task that's on your list that you really don't want to do, but you got to do do it the like first, (laughs) like, because you're going to do everything else and just constantly dread that one thing you have to do. So I have the eat the frog mentality at my nine to five, you know, in my side hustle It's just like, Oh my God, I don't want to do this. Okay. Let me just do it. And then I would say the third thing that I would just um, emphasize and I mentioned it earlier is we are all list people 
really prioritize like the three top things that you need to do out of that list. Um, so you're actually productive. And then where the eat the frog comes in, out of those top three things, whichever you are dreading the worst, do that one first, then the second, then the third. And then after that, you get to everything else. All right. There we go. Those are your three ways. And as far as books, what are you currently reading or what have you read recently that we should know about? Yeah. So it's interesting. In my newsletter, I just put out like my list and I've been getting everybody's like, oh my God, I love these books. I'm like, yeah. Um, I'm like, <laughs> I need to be getting like some affiliate <laughs> change from this. Um, but okay. So top three books, Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Loved oh, that yeah. book. Oh yeah. We'll Love that book. And I... And I really recommend the audio version because yes. <laughs> I have the physical book, but I, we did it. We did year of yes in um, Star Tears United. That was our book chat for January. And I listened to the audio version and it made me understand so much about Olivia Pope's character on Scandal <laughs> because the way she delivered those like speeches and monologues, I was like, this is the Olivia Pope monologue. <laughs> it made so much sense. And it just made the book so much better. It was better. so good. I felt like, like I was watching like a little mini series or something. <laughs> so I definitely recommend that. Um, the next book that I recommend is a book. It's all one word. It's called Work Party by Jacqueline Johnson. And and she is the creative uh, creator of Create and Cultivate. And her story was really good, too, because she talks about basically how she was screwed over initially by her business partner, who I believe was like taking money from the business. And it was just this whole ugly situation, but how she had to bounce back from it. So she really gives some really practical business advice and then just kind of some life lessons, too, that she learned along the way as a young entrepreneur. But it was just a really good book because I felt like it was a business book, but it was just mixed in with like a little bit of a life story too. So I thought that was really great. And, um, Ooh, okay. One more. If I had to choose one more, I would say big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I read that years ago, but you know, for some reason that book really resonated with me. Some people it resonates with some people it doesn't, but I really liked it. Cause it was just talk. It talked about like almost like protecting your creativity and making sure you don't, um, like do something like quit your job and then all of a sudden hate the thing you used to be passionate about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I just, I just really loved, um, that book. I, I've read it like twice. So yeah. All right. Well, I will add those to the show notes. And then as far as getting in contact with you, where can listeners find you online? Absolutely. So they can go to nashesnow.com, N-A-C-H-E-S-N-O-W. And they can find me, Nishay Snow, on almost every platform, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, uh, I believe on uh, Facebook, it's Studio 78. Um, but if you, my name is so unique, <laughs> N-A-C-H-E. I'm on Pinterest too. I love Pinterest. I, I must admit, I feel like like I have the best Pinterest boards. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me there. You can learn about the journal and the class I'm putting together on productivity. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Nishé. It was great. It's always a good time talking to you. And I love all the tips that you shared. And hopefully you guys will go and apply some of these tips. If you do, please tag us on Instagram. 
I'm at Star Chasers only on Instagram. She is at Nishay Snow on Instagram. So let us know where were your favorite takeaways? What was your favorite part of this episode? And until next week, you guys, go out there and pimp your brilliance. Yay! <laughs>